letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Monday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include some very welcome rain, an update on our summer road construction, and you can still toss the ball around at any age. But we begin today with a big weekend for Minnesota's LGBTQ community, and it included a special visit from Washington, D.C. First Lady Jill Biden made a surprise stop at Loring Park in Minneapolis on Saturday at the Twin Cities Pride Festival. She told the crowd that they are loved and that her husband's administration will continue supporting LGBTQ rights. To laugh with the friends who we wish we saw more often, to find solace in the arms of the people who see us for who we are, to celebrate the beauty and the resiliency of this community. Dr. Biden was introduced to the crowd by 5th District Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. The First Lady spoke for several minutes with people in the crowd shouting four more years as she left the stage. Dr. Biden also attended a fundraiser for her husband's re-election campaign during her Twin City stop-off. Al Shock, Newstalk 830, WCCO. And I'm Mark Fry. Thousands gathered on both sides of Hennepin Avenue to watch the participants and dance to the music. Mary Beth Brufflot of St. Cloud says there's a big difference since she last attended the march five years ago. Oh, <laughs> yes, my girlfriend is here this year. That's a difference. Matching, yeah. yeah. A <laughs> she had a guy friend before. <laughs> yeah, actually the last Pride Festival I went to was what prompted me to break up with him. <laughs> because it is. This was the 51st annual Twin Cities Pride Festival. The march was led by Grand Marshal Angela Cade Getford, the medical director for the Gender Health Program at Children's Hospital in Minneapolis. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. State legislative leaders are back from a trip to Washington, D.C., where they discussed paid family medical leave at the White House. Senate Majority Leader Carrie Deedzik was among the group that explained how Minnesota got the bill done, a bill she believes will help everyone. They should be able to take care of that baby or, or take care of themselves or a family member who is suffering from cancer or had a heart attack um, without worrying about how do I pay my rent, how do I you know keep my family. While most newly passed laws take effect July 1st or August 1st, paid family medical leave won't take effect until 2026. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830, WCCF. Friends, family, and community members all gathering at Winona State University over the weekend for a public memorial service honoring Madeline Kingsbury. The 27-year-old mother of two went missing March 31st, and her body was found earlier this month. Her brother Stephen spoke at that service. Madeline's character was built on a foundation of love, respect, and expecting the best of, uh, from others. Over these past months, myself and my family have met countless individuals and groups who can attest to the joy she put out into the world. She deserved reciprocation ten times over. 29-year-old Adam Frabel has been charged in her murder. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Some much-needed rain fell over the weekend. Was it enough to bust our drought? Heavy rain moved through the Twin Cities metro overnight from Saturday to Sunday morning. It wasn't a major deluge, but National Weather Service forecaster Caleb Grunsky says it was a relatively large amount of moisture. Between 1 and 2 o'clock um, last night at the airport, they got more rain in the last half hour than the entire Months so far, June. Rainfall amounts around the Twin Cities were less than an inch. I'd say more something average this time of year. Uh, we definitely did not make up our drought deficit. We're like three inches behind right now on rainfall for the year. Yeah, we got, you yeah, know, some places got just about an inch, but we need another 
two to three inches to really help us out. More rain off and on is expected in the early part of the week. Al Shock, Newstalk 830, WCCO. A month-long closure at a very busy East Metro intersection starts today. The ramps and loops between Highway 36 and Fairview are closed roughly for the next month, according to MnDOT spokesperson Kent Barnard. We do have some alternate routes for people that need to get to the businesses in that area. And I will stress that all those businesses will remain open and access to them will be maintained throughout the project. He says they are rebuilding the entire intersection to help better facilitate the flow of traffic. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. We're getting more information about a possible strike by 2,500 Lunds and Byerly's workers. The three-day strike of over 2,500 Lunds and Byerly's workers would start Thursday and end Saturday at 22 locations. Union President Rita Wong. Listen, the workers here are looking for Lunds and Byerly's to be an industry leader, right? Hub workers have settled their contract. And Lunds and Byerly's prides itself on leading the market, and we believe they should do the same, if not better. Sides are back at the negotiating table today in an effort to avoid the strike altogether. In Northeast Minneapolis, Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. United States Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack just wrapping up a press call with Senators Amy Klobuchar and Tina Smith to talk about new funding for homegrown biofuels across the country. Klobuchar says it makes sense. They bring down energy costs and strengthen our national security. Why look to the Middle East for energy when our Minnesota farmers can fuel the world from our own backyard? Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Finally today, with the hot weather, comes more time to toss the ball around and swing the bat at any age. The sounds of summer are familiar. But these aren't little leaguers. These are members of the Roseville Senior Softball Association. Average age somewhere in the mid-70s. Jerry Ockenfels is one of the team managers. Well, when they retire, they're no longer going to work. Their whole friend network is at work. Here, we're not lonely. That's the biggest single thing I see. Good social setting for a bunch of seniors. Bunch of old guys, in other words. It's also therapeutic for guys like 86-year-old Dick Ritter, who keeps his strength up by playing softball twice a week in between chemo treatments. I was the winning pitcher today. I pitched the last four innings, and uh, it felt good. I closed it out. <laughs> what the guys and ladies strive for the most, though, is not to get hurt. Doesn't always happen. That one ball just came up on me and hit me at the right place at the wrong time. Oh, shoot is right. Oh, my gosh. Let you know you're alive. In right field, age 66, Al Shock, Newstalk 830, WCCO. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, Newstalk 830, WCCO.